everybody, welcome back to the Hear Me Out Podcast. I'm your host, Finley Evans, and today I'm super excited because I have a mentor to me. Uh, she's so much fun, and she's super, uh, she's just a great person. Um, so I have Molly Dormany. What's up? <laughs> okay, so we'll jump right in, and I'll ask her the question. How have you most evidently seen God working in your life? Um, this is a great question that has got me thinking recently. Um... And in my life currently, being a senior in high school and not really knowing what's next for me, I know that, you know the, you know the typical lesson of, like, your parents' faith is not your own faith? And I was like, I, I thought about that, and I was like, I already know the lesson, like, for all these years, whenever someone would say that, I'd be like, you gotta own your faith, it's not your parents anymore. And like, I was like, obviously, I know this. But um, recently, as I've been trying to make decisions for next year and, and all that, um, I've just been like, Mom and Dad, you guys pray about it, and let me know what the Lord says, and I'll do whatever he said tells you guys to tell me to do. But that is not how it works. Um, and so I've been learning that, really, my faith is my faith, and my relationship with the Lord is my relationship with the Lord, and it's not my parents' relationship with the Lord. Um, and that has been hard to learn in a lot of ways, because I'm like, I thought I knew this, and now it's like backfiring on me. Um, but that's kind of, that's what I've seen him do most recently. That is so cool, and that's so true, and I think so many people need to hear that, that um, your faith is not your parents. Um, so, Molly, what is your favorite Bible verse and why? My current favorite Bible verse is, it's Proverbs sixteen nine, and it says, The heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And it's my favorite verse because, I mean, it's just a good verse of a reminder of, like, God's in control, God's plan is going to be what happens whether I want it to or not but um my mom was talking to me about this so she's been like my number one prayer warrior through deciding what I'm, whatever I'm doing next year um and, and just in the day-to-day like big decisions I've had to make recently with like jobs or with friends or whatever she's been praying for me and she told me this verse and she also said that there was a famous missionary who wrote in the margins of his bible like the lord determines his your steps and the stops too and so this year, as I've felt stopped, I just feel like senior year, I'm ready to do something different. I'm tired of school. I'm tired of living in Charlotte. I'm tired of all these things, and I'm ready to go and do something different. But he determines my stops, too. So this right now, I'm in a season of stopping and just being still. Um, and that has been such an encouragement. Like, God God is with me in the stop, even though I feel like he's off doing better things with other different people that are often going and doing big things. He's with me in the mundane of my life every day. I love, like, little sayings like that, and so, like, I always say, like, I want a t-shirt that says that, like, God determines my steps and my stops. That is so good. I love that. Would you mind sharing with us a little bit of your testimony and how you came to know the Lord? I would love to. So, um, when I was five years old, I, you know, walked down the aisle of church, and I said the prayer with a mentor, and then got baptized a few weeks later, same day as my sister, and it was a whole thing. Um, but my view of salvation as a five-year-old was that I, you know, I know the Lord already. I'm already in relationship with Him. Like, my family is a Christian. I know all this stuff. But, um, and so, so nothing's going to change about my life. This is just how I get to heaven. Um, well, then as I grew, it was very obvious that I was not walking with the Lord. I struggled with a lot of addictions. And then I um, just was caught in a lot of sin. So my life was not on path with the Lord. And then... Um, there was a sermon that I listened to um, by a preacher that went to my church, and he just said, you can't just keep running from your sin. Um, and then 
after about three or four years, there came a, a two-year season that was really hard. I lost four people close to me to suicide, and that was just a season of a drought, if you will. I just felt like I wasn't hearing from the Lord, the Lord wasn't speaking, um, all of these things. It was just a hard season. And I look back over my life, and I see good and bad and good and bad and good and bad. And that's just, like, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful picture of God's faithfulness to me in my life. Um, and then... It's been a few years now since I've lost, well, it's been one year, um, the past Thanksgiving since I lost my last friend to suicide, and I've just seen God just speak to me and mold me and shape me like never before, uh, and that kind of brings us up to date, so. That is so cool, and um, man, I think so many people have gone through that where they lost somebody close to them to something like that, and um, and some people listening might be going through that right now, so that just gives them um, a piece of hope, you know, that, like, it is possible to get through that. Um, and so I definitely think that that is so cool. Um, so I'm going to ask you this question. This question was actually sent in um, through the email of this podcast, and it was, what is the point of taking notes? And I think they were talking about, like, in church to sermons and things like that, and I think that is such a good question because even I've struggled with this before. I'm like, I'm taking all these notes, but why am I doing this? And I have seen your Bible before, and oh my goodness, just so many notes that you've written in it and so many, like, just different, amazing, like, things and reminders that you've written in your Bible, so I thought, what better person to discuss it with on my podcast than you? Oh, that's so kind. Um, yes, my Bible is, I think it's in here somewhere, it is falling apart. Um, I, it's my high school Bible, so I got it beginning of freshman year, which I encourage anyone who's listening who's not a freshman yet or even in high school, a high school Bible, I think that is, I've seen it like just mold and shape me, and so it's cool to look back. Um, but the importance to me is it reminds me definitely um what I would say um and also it's like good to like look back when you're like so what I do is I have a separate notebook other than the notebook that I take notes in and I write I have an entry for every set of notes that I take and I write that entry down in that extra journal so that way if I'm ever like feeling a certain way and I'm like okay I need I need a reminder I'll go through back through that journal and look for an entry that like it can help me with that And so I go back and read those notes, and it helps me through that. Um, And then also, you said you kind of get distracted when doing, taking, or like the sermons and things like that. And I get distracted a lot, too. I get distracted a lot during prayer. And so I write down, because like at night, I'll go to bed, and I'll start praying about things, and then I'll trail off, and I'm like, how in the world did I get here? I was like praying, um, and you know, so I just write down my prayers, too, because that helps a lot. That's smart. That's good. And another thing I'll add is, like, is, um, 
you can look back on your notes and if you want to talk about it, like, oh, I got this right the other day, let me tell you about it. It's much easier to recall when you have stuff written down than if it's just on the top, in the top of your head. Um, and then the prayer thing, yes, I've often prayed things, forgot that I prayed them, God answers it, and then I had no idea that he answered a prayer that I prayed because um, I didn't write it down or I didn't be able to go back and see that. So that's, that's a really good point. And you, I'm like... You know, I'm taking notes right here. I have paper and a pencil in front of me. I'm taking notes on things that you're saying right now because you, being a lot older than me, have a lot of wisdom to pour over me, So, and I love that. Um, so I've got um, another question, um, but this question is um, avoiding gossip. And I've asked, people have asked me questions like this, um, and what I talk about is the person that the action is being done to. So let's say we talk about um, body image. We're talking about, I talk about the person that is struggling with body image. I don't talk about the people making fun of those people for their body image. So during this one, I want to talk about the person being gossiped about, but also the person gossiping. Because um, I feel like I don't cover both parts the way I should. So I want to do that. So I will go ahead and let you answer that question. So it is how to avoid gossip. Um, being the gossiper and the gossipy, I guess what you would call it. Okay, yeah. Um, I I would say my, my school specifically, there is just a lot of gossip. I go to a small Christian private school where pretty much everyone had been there their whole life and all that. So there is just going to be a lot of gossip. Um, but, and I'm not, <laughs> I don't know if I'm the best person to answer this because I have, str- I just like, to talk, and so when you like to talk, you just talk and about people sometimes, and you talk about this stuff, because we're fleshly and human bodies, so sometimes the things we're going to say are not going to be very godly, um, but just avoiding gossip, I would say, being the gossiper, um, I don't, this is kind of cringy, this is not I've heard that has been very helpful, there's a reason you have two ears and one mouth, and so, um, like, we should listen to more than we speak, um, especially when under godly Christian influence, but I heard someone say one time, there's a friend, she was a new girl at our school, and so I wasn't really expecting her to be very outgoing or upfront, because she was new, I was expecting her to be shy or quiet, um, but we were all ta- we were all in a circle, and some girls started talking about someone else at our school, and everyone kind of joined in, and they said, we asked, like, Ty, like, what do you think about her? And she said, she said, oh, I don't really like to gossip about people, so I'm not going to say. And I was very, like, we were all kind of like, oh, it was a moment of silence. And yes, it was awkward. Yes, it felt weird. But she she never said anything bad about that person. So to this day, I really have not heard her say very many bad things about anybody. And we were good friends. And so sometimes it takes being, risking the awkward conversation or the awkward moment or the silent moment of just being like, I actually don't really like to talk about people behind their back in a bad way. Um, and I still don't know if I could really do that. I'd probably just like make up something in my head or say something nice instead of just not saying anything. But sometimes it does take that awkward moment. And so, um, and then being the one gossiped about, um, that's been me before. That's been probably a lot of people, a lot of us. But we just have to, that's, that's when we have to remember that God's God's word, what he says about us, is above anybody else, and who, who cares what other people think. Um, I'm learning, we, uh, this is another lesson I'm learning, we have to get used to being not liked by the world. Like, if I'm fully comfortable, fully accepted by the world, I must be doing something wrong. And so that's when I heard that, I, like, hit a little bit, I 
was like, I feel very comfortable right now. I feel liked by most people. This probably means in some way that I'm doing something wrong as a believer in this in this non-believing world. And so I think when it comes to being awesome about you got to turn to a relationship with the Lord, there's no way to handle that correctly. Because people want to be talked about good. Like, there's no way I would ever say, I want them to talk about me negatively. Like, no one would say that. Um, but that's why we got to have a relationship with the Lord. It's a good one because those people will talk. And so who cares what they think when we when we know what God says about us? So true. I need to call you more often because you have got so many good things to say. Um, I want to touch on a few things that you said. Um, number one, man, that girl had some courage because I am a talker too. And actually recently, like, you know, my mom has been telling me like Finley, like you need to hear people out. You need to like not interrupt them. And I'm not trying to be rude when I interrupt people, but it's just like, I get so excited about what I'm going to say. Um, and so like lately that's been a big thing for me, you know, being a talker, which in some ways can be good, but also like I need to learn how to control it. Um, so definitely like for me, gossiping has been a, um, a struggle too so I think that taking the awkward moment like it it's in the end it's gonna be worth it um and so also talking about like you know in that way you can kind of be rejected but um God is telling us has told us not to gossip right so when you're saying that um you're not gonna gossip about people people aren't necessarily rejecting you they're rejecting God so don't take it personally because and I'm saying like I'm putting this all on God you know but like he says like he even says it in the Bible somewhere I think it's Luke 9 verse something I don't remember and it's like if you are rejected shake the dust off your feet and use that as a testimony against them like you know and so I think that um you know you can't be afraid of being rejected because when you're doing the right thing they're not rejecting you they're rejecting God um and then also, I also go to a small school, and so a lot of people know a lot of things about people from their past because you've grown up going to school with them. So I think there definitely can be a lot of gossip. So um, my advice to that is if you go to a small school or even a big school, I mean, um, just bite your tongue. Literally, I've had to bite my tongue before. Um, and then, uh, again, I want to get a shirt that says, like, Molly Dormany has told me. And then what you said, like, um, you have – you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Um, that is so true. Uh, so I love that. Um, and then for the gossipers, um, uh, you having accountability with a friend group, um, you know, you can all be like, you can t tell them like, hey, I want to stop gossiping. If y'all are going to catch me doing it, like, please tell me. Like having accountability. But it also says... In Proverbs 4, 24 through 27, keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the, to the past for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left but uh, and keep your foot from evil. And I think just remembering, I mean, that's a long thing to memorize, but either memorize the whole thing or memorize one part of it that speaks to you as a gossiper um, that can help you, um, and I love that verse, um, and so, yeah, and then the gossipies or the people being gossiped about, um, just like, um, I'm gonna look that verse up later, um, so that way I can, like, get it right if I ever mention it in the podcast, but what it said, like, Luke, I know it's in Luke 9, beginning of Luke 9, um, and it says, shake 
the dust off your feet. Use it as a testimony against them. If you are a gossiper, shake it and you hear about it, like, shake that off your feet. Like, use it as a testimony against them. You know, that's their, um, you are beautifully and wonderfully made. Um, and I say that as in, like, you know, when you hear the word beautiful, you might be thinking of a girl. But if you're a guy, too, um, I guess if you'd want to use handsomely and wonderfully made i don't know you know everybody is wonderfully made um in the eyes of god so yeah i think that you covered it pretty in a great job i'm not sure about that but is there anything else you want to add or is that it i would love to add that as i was listening to this podcast i was listening to all the episodes uh starting with maybe's and I was just so impressed because I was like, oh my word, as they say at their age, like, uh, we're not that far apart in age, but even those years back, like, I would, there's no shot I would have been doing something like this or talking about the Lord with this maturity that you got to do. And it's just proving, like, your love for Him, your relationship with Him. So I'm beyond impressed with the podcast. Like, I would listen to this 100%. And um, I'm just like, yeah, super impressed about the way you get through. Lord, it really shows your relationship with them. So, good job. Keep it going. Uh, thank you so much. That means so much coming from you and all of, um, you know, the people that you know that have been on this definitely will be, um, uh, they will love that you said that too. Um, well, everybody, thank you for listening and I will see you guys on what's today, Monday. So, I'll see you all on Wednesday. Bye. <laughs>